Hey everybody, it's me, Andy. And I'm Sean. And this is the Commander's Brew. This week, Winota, joiner of forces. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's episode 246 of the Commander's Brew podcast. Sean, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, things are going well, hey? Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, you know, I know we're still in quarantine here. Yep. We're all, like, going, but, like, stuff's starting up again. Like, I'm uh, teaching a class now online. Right. Like, a little bit of, I mean, it's it's been great having this podcast as a structure, as a bit of structure, uh, craving structure. I was going to say, like, how, how are you passing the time these days? Um, playing some arena. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... designing cubes yes that's right you and i are both uh we should we should we should like play that with the folks like in the discord and stuff like that more often we're working on a on an arena cube that we can draft like outside the program with like the uh, whatever it's called like arena draft website or something right if you haven't heard lots of lots of lots of internet magic people are using this app that someone put together i should learn this person's name because they yeah. created a great resource uh where you get to simulate drafts and you can all hook into it and you're in a little pod together and you can put bots in and you can upload custom card lists so you can draft cubes that you've made on this there's so many features you can winston draft things if there's two people anyway and like i think that these things are not super i think like there are other websites that do this also Right. particular but then what you're about to say is the big change here i think sure this one lets you straight export it to arena and then in so as long as you have the cards in arena you can just manage your own brackets with your friends that you've just drafted online with and just play so we've been able to play magic with the gang mm-hmm. like usual but this way so we'll we'll meet and we'll like draft on this app and we're in a zoom chat so we're chatting with each other we're drafting and then in a re- import to arena as long as we already own the cards in arena if you draft in arena if you open a card you get to keep the card here if you draft the card you have to craft it or have already opened it in arena but that's a small hurdle that most of us have already passed yeah exactly um so yeah that's been great i wanted to i wanted to tell everyone that uh so have you seen this? Uh, this is not related to this, by the way. It's been fun building this cube, uh, PS, uh, and ho- hopefully we'll uh, we'll have it down and we can get it out and maybe, yeah, maybe we can play with a, a bunch of people. But I was going to say, um, so we did this thing here in our place uh, that I think people are doing, or at least we're doing at the beginning of this. They're doing like a chopped challenge Ooh. where uh, someone, you know, your partner or whatever, maybe anyone, just gives you a list of ingredients. Maybe they even give you the actual ingredients. They put them in a box, and then you have to b- make dinner that night with, you know, just like on the show Chopped, using and highlighting these ingredients. And, you know, the fun part of it is to, like, include one or two, like, really weird ones, right? So, like, okay, we got ground beef, and, and you know, I got uh, uh, tortilla shells or something. Oh, and I also got, like, uh, rose water. Or, you know, that's what it is on Chopped, usually. It's something really bizarre like that. Or like you know pineapple. Anyways, whatever it is, whatever you have in your place, right? So wait, did you get a box of tomato sauce and pineapple? Because mm, I have a recipe uh, for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I was ready for that to happen. Um, 
uh, no, what I got, I got a pretty reasonable box of stuff. I got like, um, oh, what was it? I, I don't know. I got like chicken breasts because, you know, that's what we had in the house. I got like brown rice. I got and then like the weird thing was like pickles because I know because like Sarah, my wife, loves pickles. So she threw that in there. And there's one other weird thing I can't remember now. Uh, but I was like, OK. Oh, I was like, I don't know, cauliflower or something. So I had this big plan. And I was making this dinner. Oh, coconut milk. That's what it was. It was condensed coconut milk. Ooh. So I was like, all right. I was like, this is perfect. You know, I'll cook the coconut. I'll cook the rice and the coconut milk. We'll have coconut rice. Uh, I'll mix like, I'll make like a thing with the chicken. We'll have the chicken and the rice. We'll do like a fried rice, coconut fried rice with chicken and stuff. And then I'll make this like the, the cauliflower. I'll do like this cheese, this dill pickled cheese sauce. Wow. Right? Like these are all, these are kind of coming together. Now, mind you, like cauliflower and like rice it doesn't that doesn't all match up that well but like still it's you know those two things individually probably taste good right well let me tell you it was a disaster i i'm not like an amazing cook obviously but uh i thought i was better than this i i boofed the whole thing for some reason the rice that i had it was brown rice it just did not cook it just did not cook (laughs) i I had it on there for 45 minutes sean the rice was cooking I took it out of the thing, hard as rocks, little tiny rocks, all of them. And I'm like, well, you know, you're, I guess you're supposed to use jasmine rice or something. Anyways, also the cheese. I messed up. Mess, I, I made a cheese sauce like last week. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was so good. First time I ever made a bechamel and it was really good. It worked out Ooh. delicious. This time I'm like, I'll just do the same thing. Um, except I'll put dill pickles in it. I'll, I'll puree the pickles and add pickle juice. It'll be great. Anyways, I think I mu- somewhere along the lines, I did something to make it just taste just like you were eating a ball of flour. Just like uh, it was just like eating fl- straight flour in your mouth. I guess I put too much flour in, although I really don't think I did. Anyways, uh, it was a disaster. I had to throw it all out and just keep the chicken and vegetables that I was cooking and make like a just like a default pasta. Um, it was so you a, were eliminated. I was eliminated. I got chopped and I was the only person playing. Oh, that's rough. That's uh, so rough. It's pretty rough, you know. Uh, I'd like to have a second go at it, but um, it was a lot of fun. I, I, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was coming in and like updating Sarah on what was happening, and she was having a laugh, and I was having a laugh too, because despite like actually, you know, kind of screwing it all up, it was so fun. So I really recommend it if you haven't seen, if you haven't tried this yourself. Try it out, man. Get get a friend or relative or like, you know, whoever it is you're with at your house, your partner or roommate or whatever it is. Get them to, to do a chop challenge with you and, and try it out because it's it was a lot of fun. Your ingredients are pizza dough, pizza sauce, <laughs> yeah. shredded mozzarella cheese, <laughs> sliced pepperoni and pineapple slices. <laughs> uh, it'd be funny because you would still make hot pineapple soup. And then with, just serve a pizza. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with like yeah, hot pineapple simple soup with a white pizza on the side. <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't yeah. use any of the sauce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the rule has to be like, you're not allowed to like just throw those ingredients into a, into like an internet search and find a recipe that way. Oh yeah, that's But fair. I think it's fair to like, let's say you wanted to make, like I made, I tried to make this cheese sauce. It would be fair to look up how to make a cheese sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's fair. That's it's fair, fair to know how to do the thing, which is that your version of it will be something kind of different or whatever. So I anyways. saw one of those once that blew my mind. The secret ingredient was big pretzels. Okay. And the one dude 
scraped off the salt and used that to rim margarita appetizers and crushed up the pretzels into this weird flour and baked like a snack with them. I was like, this guy is a lunatic, but a genius. They always do it where it's like you'll get some kind of starchy, crackery, bready type thing, like a pretzel or something. Uh, there's, there's obviously there's a clear formula with chopped, right? It's like here's how you know here's what they do, and they always just turn that into like a crust for the meat. Like you yeah. know whatever protein it is, they'll just use. Okay, it's crusted in pretzel dough or whatever, right? Like, cool. Always, all the time. Anyways. Anyways. Got to pass the time somehow, right? Yeah, right? I mean, you know, thanks for listening to our uh, Chopped review, our home (laughs) Chopped uh, podcast as a bonus feature. Uh, But thank you for listening to our Commander podcast. We'll do a deck and have some laughs, talk talk about some topics. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. It means a lot. Some of you went to patreon.com slash commandersbrew and donated financially to help us produce the show, help us support us financially. That is a huge help, especially in times like these. Uh, one of the perks of that is getting in on our Discord, where you're actually helping us with the decks in the Discord, like getting in on the chats we're brewing, giving us ideas for cards, helping us, you know, find some hidden gems that maybe we didn't think of. I mean, you can also always we're always looking for subscribes and telling friends and reviews on itunes those things help a lot comments uh or you can go through the tcg player link in the show notes uh even if you're not interested in the cards we talk about today if you go through that link any cards that you buy you we still get a little slice of that if you're planning on it anyway if you're a canadian listener though we do have the best deal for you you can get an actual discount on your magic order if you shop at the wizard tower so let's hear an ad from them now We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by the Wizards Tower, wizardtower.com, one of Canada's premier card stores. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, Brew Icoria, to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free, as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there, Icoria. Yeah, so check those places out. Helps us out a ton. Uh, we're going to move into uh, our kind of discussion topic for today. Uh, this one's a cool one. Mutate. Mutate commanders specifically is what we're talking about here. I wanted to uh, sort of bring this up as a sort of separate topic, not not one where we're brewing with it. Because uh, this week when I when I met, went to put a deck together, I thought about the sort of myriad of amazing options we have when it comes to mutate commanders. Like Ikoria has given us, you know, one of each uh, wedge uh, of these mutate commanders that are all wildly different and, and pretty powerful. Uh, and then we also have the additional one that comes with the mutate commander deck. But what I wanted to do though, is I wanted to talk about like how, you know, uh, kind of like we did with the companions uh, uh, a little, a uh, couple episodes ago, how viable are these uh, creatures? How viable are these legendary creatures as commanders for kind of versatile commander decks, right? Like obviously, in a mutate specific deck, these guys are going to work, no problem. But what I want to talk about is like, are they viable for other types of decks, and and how parasitic are we are, are we talking when we're talking about the mutate um, uh, mechanic? So, uh, starting off, I just want to read. All of the mutate commanders. There's only uh, six of them, and seven if you want to get um, uh, fancy. Uh, so let's start. Uh, let's just start uh, uh, reading them right now. So the first one is from the uh, the commander twenty, uh, 
uh, Commander 2020 deck, it's the uh, face of the deck. It's Otrimi, the Ever Playful. It's a three and Sultai mana, so black, green, blue. Legendary Nightmare Beast. It mutates for one and Sultai mana, so four total, one black, green, and blue. It's a six, six with trample, and it says whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, return target creature card with mutate from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that if you're building the Mutate Commander deck, uh, Otrimi is probably the best option just because it, it affects all the other Mutate cards in your in your deck in, in, a, in a very positive way. So Otrimi, very powerful. No no wonder uh, it's the face of that uh, Commander deck specifically. Uh, Sean, why don't you read our next one here? Brocco's Apex of Forever, another Sultai one. Uh, this time you get a 6-6 six, six with Trample. Uh, you may cast Brockos from your graveyard using its mutated ability, and Brockos costs two black, green, blue up front, so five, and also mutates for five, two green, green, and then either black or blue. So the mutate, you can kind of just have a splash as blue or black, but you got to be Sultai to run it. Um, this one is like, yeah, this one is is like. Yeah, it doesn't affect care about other mutates, but it is mutatable from the graveyard forever. Yeah, it's interesting how Brakos ends up being really good just because of that castability and therefore triggering a bunch of different mutate things. If you've got a creature that has a couple of different uh, mutations already, then Brakos is so easily castable because it's going to be probably in your graveyard or something like that. Uh, so very interesting. Uh, and these are all powerful cards. Like these are all good cards if we're talking about multiple mutates. But we're going to get to like the nitty gritty of, 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 you know, the decks in a second. Uh, next we have Eluna, Apex of Wishes. This is the um, uh, Teamer one. Two green, blue, uh, red. And it mutates for six. Uh, it's three. And then a hybrid gruel. And then blue, blue. Uh, it's six, six flying trample. Whenever this creature mutates, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land permanent card, put that card onto the battlefield or into your hand. Uh, interesting effect that Aluna has is like probably a lot of the time in a dedicated mutate deck, it's probably going to just put your mutate cards right onto the battlefield, which is kind of what you don't want. Interesting, Then you right? choose to put it in your hand. I guess you could choose to put it in your hand. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but really, I mean, you want to put things on the battlefield. So, you know, anyways, uh, what's the next one? Snapdax, Apex of the Hunt, Snap Daddy. Uh, this is the Mardu one. One red, white, black. Uh, so four up front for a 3-5 with double strike. You can mutate it for a total of five in a mix of that mana. Uh, whenever this creature, it's a 3-5, and whenever this creature mutates, it deals four damage to target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls, and you gain four life. So it's a 3-5 double striker, deals some damage, uh, doesn't really have any mutate synergies outside of that. Yeah, and this is interesting, like, it has that kind of Brockos thing where it, yeah, the four damage is, is okay. In Commander, that's kind of like, whatever, you're not taking down anything major with that, but uh, you can take down some powerful stuff still. But the double strike, when you get, a, like, a big creature of this thing, the bigger this guy gets, like, that double strike is going to be, um, uh, that's that's going to be a real thing. Uh, Vadrock is the next one. It's the Jeskai one, and it's just Jeskai mana, blue, red, white. Mutates for four, one hybrid Azorius and two red. 3-3, three, three, Flying First Strike. Whenever this creature mutates, you may cast target non-creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. So in obviously a ded dedicated mutate deck, these cards are all good. We're, we're starting to talk about whether or not. And like this one, to me, strikes me as like 
I don't see myself running this um, in in one of those types of decks. But let's keep going here. Uh, and then we have Nethroi, Apex of Death. Two, this is the Abzan one. Two white, black, green. So five up front for a 5-5 five, five Death Touch lifelink. And whenever this creature mutates, return any number of target creature cards with total power, 10 or less, from your graveyard to the battlefield. And the mutate is pretty high on this one. Seven yeah. total in a mix of the, you know, four in a mix of the abs on there. Yeah, uh, very powerful. And finally, not an actual mutate commander, but one that cares about it. Surgeon, not general, commander. Uh, it's a silver bordered card. It's from, I don't know, what's this set called again? <laughs> Uh, un, un, unsanctioned. Unsanctioned. Three to green. It's a legendary wombat, bat, chameleon. Uh, this one, actually, like, I would, I, you know, I don't run any silver border commanders, but I actually would think about making this one just because I think it would be really fun. Um, this, and, like, not broken in any way, really. Just kind of fun. Anyways, it says whenever you augment, enchant, or mutate a creature you control, draw a card. Uh, and it taps to add any of the Wooberg cards. Any, any color, basically. It taps to add any color. Um, just a bit of fun there. Uh, this is a fun uh, commander for your mutate decks, but obviously not yeah. a mutate I itself. Um, so let's talk, let's talk about these guys. So what do you think, Sean, is the best mutate, uh, a commander that has mu the mutate ability for a non-mutate deck? What do you think, like if we're not building around mutate, what do you think is the most viable commander of, of all of these guys? If we're not building around Mutate, my money's on Nethroi, Apex of Death. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the same. I think the same thing. Because Abzan is so good at filling the graveyard, and you get power 10 or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. Commander is full of hugely costed, tiny, tiny creatures because the ability is massive on it. So... If we focus on those, it's like seven mana one ones that have huge effects. It's like, great, I can get 30 or 40 mana worth of creatures out on this thing. And all the effects. I mean, that takes a lot of work, but like, and it mutates onto anything. Like, these colors generate non-human tokens left, right, and center. We've got mutate targets galore. Yeah, uh, I, I completely agree. I think Nethra has the biggest effect, but also has the most mana cost for its mutate, right? Like, you're... Yeah. You're spending seven, like that is a that's a big ask, and especially if you're not running anything else that has mutate or or not that much, like you may well run one or two other mutate cards, but to be able to then just cast this as your commander for five mana, it doesn't have the same effect at all, right? Like you you need to be able to mutate this thing. You do, you do. So it's it's a it's a tall ask uh, to spend seven mana to do such a thing. But I do, I agree with you. I think it's the most viable and, and because it has the biggest effect. The next one I think is probably something like, maybe it's uh, Ilona, Eluna rather. Um, like okay. we said, like getting getting a free permanent can be pretty nice, especially if you're building around such an, uh, an, uh, such, such an ability. But the thing that I ran into when I was thinking about brewing with Eluna, so, so Nethroi, I was like, ooh, seven mana, that's a lot. Eluna, I was like, uh, well, I mean, this is this is teamer here. Like, this is you know, we can we can kind of do this for you know <laughs> easier, kind of better ways. Like even the uh, the old dragon there, the the, the teamer dragon is like he can do that. You pay three when you hit or something, and 
get to oh, flip yeah. cards. Anyways, that's not even the best version of things that does that in Teamer. But but like even it is kind of better than Aluna. Again, if we don't have, you know, if we're, if we're not really building around Mutate, you'd want to be like bouncing this. This is the one thing I like about Aluna is that like blue and maybe bouncing Aluna and the creature it's mutated on and then being able sure. to like do that a few times. Only problem is that you don't get those multiple mutate triggers, um, which is really what you want with these decks, right? I'm feeling with Aluna, I'm feeling like like if you got green, so if we restrict all of our ramp to instant and sorcery base ramp, we get out of artifacts, we get out of elves, uh, then we can probably engineer it so we're only going to hit very nice things. Our blue can all be like uh, remo- like counter spells, bounces. The red can be more removal stuff like token, making tokens to mutate onto. We can probably put together a deck where the only permanents are like six CMC and up. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, how do you like how do you like Brockos in a kind of a non mutate deck? Just as a kind of this value thing that comes out well, of the graveyard once in a while and makes whatever small thing into a six six trample. Is that good enough for six mana? I don't know. When 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 Brockos was spoiled, everyone like took to the streets and were like, "What what like cheap creatures?" can we mutate onto to just make six sixes that attack quite easily? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, there's lots of like, you know, when this creature deals damage, the player discards that much cards or you Mm -hmm. draw that many cards. But ultimately, if if your plan is to, like as soon as you are online with Brockos, your opponents are going to be like, what are you at? You're at five? Okay, so Brockos comes on next turn, so everyone hold a removal spell so that... They can't because because the way you kill a mutate is you cast it and then you kill the thing it's mutating onto, so now it just exists without mutate. Yeah, and you got a vanilla six six trample that did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they don't want it to go back to your command zone, they have to not block it and not kill it or chump it, like sort of chump it. So I mean, that's not bad either. I don't but, know. I'm just I just I'm just. It seems boring. Yeah, I I like that that uh, that angle of let's put. Let's make Brockos mutate into something where it really matters, uh, where like it really matters when we when we hit or how big the creature is, that sort of thing. That's yeah. that kind of interests me um, more so than uh, some of the other ones. I think obviously Otrimi needs to be in a mutate deck, so I don't even think there's really much to talk about there. Um, uh, and oh, the other one, right? The other one would be Vadrock and Snap deck. So. Looking at Vadrock, when I when we were reading them, the thing that struck me is that like this ability is pretty okay, like to cast something for three or less. Like I like that ability, but unless we're getting it multiple times, like how like how good is this? Like are we going to be doing the same thing where we're looking to bounce it and then mutate it? We're paying four mana for a three mana thing in our graveyard. That's not terrible. Like that that's okay. Essentially giving something a kind of flashback. Um, that we can still keep reusing it. Like, I like that. This deck to me, um, I can't, st- like, my favorite mutate card, I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head. It's the one that's Is It hybrid, and when it mutates, you return an instant or sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. Yeah, Luna or something? No, 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 not Luna. Um, uh, I wanted to say Luris, but that's Lore? Not the one. Lore something? It's like Lore, Lore, Lore Drake? Lore, Lore Drake? Dracos? Lore. Lord Dracus. Lord Dracus, I was right. Oh my god. <laughs> I really thought I was just making things up there. 
Yeah, yeah that so, one's good. Yeah. So I think like it's just going to be like a nice Jeskai deck with lots of three or less mana draw spells, bounce spells, good instants and sorceries, and you're just going to always have this engine where you're like casting Vadrak for value. Laura Dracus is part of the equation. You're getting a lot of spells back. You're you're drawing tons of cards. Uh, I think Vadrock is a nice little bit of grease for the engine, whatever yeah. whatever that engine is. I think Vadrock is the type of card where I look at it and I go, uh, I don't think that's that good unless you're making an all-mutate deck. And then I start to brew it, and I'm like, actually, this is way more fun than I thought. You know, like I think that you, I think that is probably what you'll find, right? Like you're going to include some mutate cards in all of these. Like let's say, like we're not building around mutate necessarily, but you're going to include a couple of the mutate cards that came out that are going to work with this guy. Like the car, the one that draws you a card, you know, the the heron or whatever it is. You know, you're you're going to grab the one, you know, the the porcupine thing or whatever. Maybe even is going to be good enough. I don't know. But you're probably going to run that sea dash or octopus. And this, like... is, and this is the thing. So now we're talking about like uh, this is the other side of it. And and sort of before we go really deep on this, I wanted to talk about uh, Snapdax, which, you know, we already kind of did. I think like the bigger, the better with Snapdax. It's throwing damage around is going to be nice. And you're just basically trying to get this guy through. It's just a matter of how many times can you do it. Same as everything else. But but with all of these decks, like it's it is parasitic. And the more parasitic you go, I feel like the lead, like the less kind of fun you get to have deck deck building right like you know it's like well i have to include all these mutates like i i want to get away from that personally what do you think yeah i mean i'm i I took a quick browse at all the jeskai mutate cards and in a commander environment i don't like many of them because they just cost a lot yeah like like i like lord dracus because it just costs two to mm. mutate so i'm like that's fine yeah but like that porky parrot costs three and i'm not getting a lot for that three no uh like maybe the shark that bounces something maybe that's worth it i just don't think like, yeah like like if if this deck asks me to get parasitic i don't want to exactly that's the thing i'm sure it's probably better in others like we said like otrimi is entirely parasitic whereas like Nethroid doesn't necessarily have to be because you're kind of happy just to get one big trigger out of that. And again, if you can somehow bounce it or whatever, then you're you're kind of okay with it. Um, whereas some of these other ones, kind of like Vadrock here, like you want to be able to do this multiple times and have the multiple mutate effects happen. So truly, it's it's interesting to see which ones gain the most from having those effects happen. And and uh, yeah, I th- I think there are decks here. I think Brockos is very interesting to me. I think I think Nethroy is pretty, you know, uh, kind of obvious a little bit. Like we're just building some some pretty cool graveyard stuff. Um, but then there's some of these other ones that are a little more puzzle-like. You know, you know your, your Vadrock, a bit, bit more of a puzzle to build that one. Uh, even a Luna, same kind of thing. Is a Luna like a puzzle? You know, and I I do too. So, you know, whereas at first I kind of wanted to write a lot of these creatures off as being as you know because the mutate is so parasitic. That I wanted to kind of write these off, and and certainly I think you know there are ones that are better than others, but I think in general, I think there's a little I think there's a little more room here to brew than than I I gave it credit for at first. Like during our set review, I was a little, I may have been, um, you know, I didn't buy this is the first time I was basically seeing the card, so you know, it's, right, uh, kind of amending it now, and and I think um I think uh, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to do something with with these guys where it's not totally around mutate. Okay. Okay, yeah, I think I might be up for trying a little mutate deck. 
yeah. taking one of these on as uh, my next brew. All right. Well, let's try it out then. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear what everyone is thinking about these cards as well, right? Uh, uh, you know, whether it be uh, if you're uh, watching on YouTube, uh, in the comments below, or if you're uh, listening, uh, hit us up on Twitter at uh, Commander's Brew. Uh, and just let us know, what like, is there is there a deck there? Is there something else that maybe maybe a lot of people aren't seeing that, that you thought of? I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on these mutate commanders where we're not building around mutate really yeah so anyways that's it uh uh we're gonna keep the show rolling now right into our uh, our deck tech for this week so this week's uh deck tech is uh, uh, you know it's it's icori is all about monsters and humans and well we we you know we've talked about monsters but we're going with humans this uh this time um we decided to build around uh, what was one of the more exciting commanders for me, and I think you know we're, you're kind of seeing it pop up in some other formats because uh, I think she's pretty strong. Uh, we're talking about Winoda, Joiner of Forces, uh, two red white. We're, we're building a Boros deck here, uh, but you know if you've been watching uh, Battle of the Brews over the last while, like you know that Boros has a pretty good winning record on our show. So uh, it's true. You know I, I urge you to take a look at that. Anyways, um, Winoda is a legendary human warrior, a four four, and she says. Whenever a non-human creature you control attacks, look at the top six cards of your library. You may put a human creature card from among them onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Put the rest of the cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. Uh, this is a powerful effect. And, you know, there's a couple of different ways to do this type of thing. But obviously you want humans. This is what we are going to want to be doing. We want humans, but we also got to have non-humans, right? And that's really weird. It's really weird to have this kind of card that wants to be tribal and then not that tribe. And it's so funny because it's not even like, like ages ago we did, uh, we did like dual tribal decks where we did like, I think the one I did was owls and or birds and wolves. Right. And, uh, I can't remember the one you did because I can what did I some do? reason only remember the ones I did. I don't remember. Yeah. So, but there was, there's another one where Sean did like, we, so we each, it was like two tribes in one. And it was like, how, you know, how they work and stuff like that. It was really fun. Uh, and this is like, not even that, because it's humans and then anything that's not human, right? So in that way, it's a little more open, uh, but it's also very, a very strange thing. And we mentioned on our set review, I think the, 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 the real crux and the real like, the thing that we want to do with this deck, which is have humans come out, enter the battlefield, and then create, you know, tokens or something that are not humans. So that we can just, like, get sort of two in one. We can have our cake. We can eat it, too. And that's exactly what Winota does. That's what that's what she's really great at. So, you know, this deck is just loaded with them. So let's just start talking about all the meat moves. Working on a meat yeah, so like I was saying, um, we want to get humans that create non-humans. And we want to, you know, this deck ends up being, uh, I think, a pretty mean uh, token deck from what I was able to playtest with and, and was quite impressed with uh, the ability to uh, really overwhelm our opponents really quickly. So humans that make non-humans. So let's start uh, reading these off. Uh, Sean, why don't you take the first, like, three of them, and then I'll, I'll pick it up from there. Sure. How about these humans? Pia and Kiran Nalar, two red red, legendary human artificer, two two. When Pia and Kiran enter the battlefield, create two one one colorless thopters, two in a red, sacrifice an artifact, they do two damage to any target. 
We got Geist Honored Monk. Love Geist Honored Monk. Mm. Three white white for human monk. Star star. Power and toughness equal to the number of creatures you control. So like if Winota sneaks out some more humans, the Geist Honored Monk grows while that happens. Also has vigilance. So there to protect as well as attack. Uh, and when Geist Hunter Monk enters the battlefield, put two one one white spirit creature tokens with flyings onto flying onto <laughs> the battlefield. Flyings. Flyings. Um let's talk about Knight Captain of Eos, four and a white, human knight, two two. When it comes into play, two one one white soldier, generic soldier, non human creature tokens into play. And you get to pay white to sack a soldier and prevent all combat damage this turn. That's gonna protect the team if you have to make a silly attack just to get some free triggers don't forget the humans that winota gets are indestructible so we don't need to worry about those so much yeah so it's like it's not really it's not too big of a problem if that happens but it's nice to have and it's actually kind of interesting because because of just the, the, the colors we're dealing with and the cards we're dealing with we actually end up this is kind of actually three tribal decks in one uh okay. not, not even three tribals that, that's not fair it's humans it's non-humans and a lot of those non-humans happen to be soldiers. So Captain Knight Captain Vios has some additional value. Uh, another another card that's going to help us with that is uh, Lena, Selfless Champion. This card is awesome in this deck. Uh, four white-white for the legendary human knight. Um, when she enters the battlefield, you create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token for each non-token creature you control. Uh, and then you sacrifice Lena... You, you can sacrifice Lita, and then uh, creatures you control with power less than Lena's power gain indestructible until in a turn. There's a lot of indestructible going around in this deck. Also, not only just from Winota giving it to the creatures that are attacking, uh, or that, sorry, that come in uh, off the triggers and are, and are automatically attacking, but there's just a bunch of, this is Boros. This is what Boros does. They deal with indestructible stuff. Uh, also, it's interesting to note that um, there's a couple of, uh, there's only a few um uh, uh, humans that when they come in, they make more than one token. Uh, we've talked about P and Kieran. They make two. We've talked about some of these other ones. They make uh, Guy Sonomark makes two. Uh, this next one, uh, we're going to read Captain of the Watch makes three. Lena is the Lena is one of the only ones that has the potential to make more than that. Uh, there's a couple others we'll talk about in a sec. Uh, but yeah, Ca Captain of the Watch, also very good. Uh, Captain Watch makes three 1-1 one, one white soldier creature tokens when it enters the battlefield, but also Captain of the Watch, the human, Vigilance, and other soldier creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and have Vigilance. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Also, and then, look, we're going to keep it rolling with Evangel of Heliod. This is, you know, this one and Lena, they're both very solid. Evangel of Heliod, four white, white, one, three, human cleric. When it enters the battlefield, you put a number of one, one, white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield equal to your devotion to white. This gets out of hand absolutely because you, you you often have an evangel come out and even if you don't have a massive board state let's say you attacked with two soldiers you attacked with maybe you, you attacked with winota and you attacked with some other human okay that's not that much that's a pretty small board it's like that's like two creatures and two tokens but like because of that like because of those two creatures you might have three white pips out there already two white pips Evangel of Heliod has two in its own thing. And then the other thing that you, you're probably going to flip is also probably going to have one or two. So that's like you're making like five, sometimes six additional soldiers. And if they live to the next turn, it just gets out of hand. How many, you know, how many triggers of Winona you're going to get. And it stacks up so quickly. Um, 
that it's we, in fact the the deck is so good with tokens that we even included the the card uh evangel is great because it's a human that makes just regular soldiers well there's one from the, the most recent theros that does the exact same thing uh devotion to white makes soldiers but they're human soldiers but it just doesn't matter. It's just, that card is so good. It doesn't even matter that we don't care that they're also humans and then we're not going to get triggers off them. At that point, it's just like, well, we have a million creatures, so who cares? Huh. Are. Would you say that this card slaps? <laughs> I'd say it's a bop. Is this card? Yeah. This is, card's this a bop. Is, yeah, okay, it slaps okay. pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, we are young and we n- know the cool terms, okay? Listen, this is the, the bottom line of this show. Listen, uh, I, I, we're on, I'm, I bet you we're near the cutting edge of people saying that magic cards slap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I would love to hear how many people have referred to Evangel of Heliod as a bop. <laughs> I mean, people have been referring to Birds of Paradise as a bop as forever. A bop. <laughs> that's true. I'm behind on that curve for sure. <laughs> that That's the first use of bop like well before. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is bop. And that is bop. It's not a yeah. bop. It's bop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's bop. Uh, okay, both okay. bop. <laughs> so we're talking. Yeah. So, so, so all some other humans I want to highlight that help with attacking. This is Hero of Bladehold, two white white human knight, three four with battle cry. When this attacks, each other attacking creature gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. Uh, and when it attacks, put two one one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. So you get to stack your triggers so that the battle cry happens after Winota. So the Winota people that show up get battle cry. But unfortunately, these two one white these two one one white soldier tokens, although they're not humans, they never entered. Like yeah. like Winota didn't see them become attackers. Right. So they just appeared, they were born attacking, so they don't count for that. Right. Um, this is similar to Tilanelli's Summoner, one in a red for a human shaman with Ascend, 1-1. One, one. Whenever this attacks, you can pay X and red, and if you do, create X 1-1 one, one elementals that are tapped and attacking, uh, and as long as you have the City's Blessing, they don't XL. If you don't have the City's Blessing, they will XL. But if you make a bunch of them, you just get yourself to the City's Blessing. Yeah. Exactly. And and so so these are two examples of creatures that are, are like it's it's weird. They're, they kind of like don't combo with Winota in the way you would really want them to, obviously. Uh, but they're both so good at making tokens and otherwise having an effect like battle cry from the hero that they're just they're just good enough to include. Like I was saying, where it's like we kind of don't care that the first time they attack, they don't really do much. Um, <clears throat> outside of the you know battle cry or whatever, or make the tokens initially, but but like you still get to make those tokens. Like you would throw away Hero of Bladehold just for the two soldiers, kind of you know. Uh, yeah. And Tilanelli Summoner has the potential because we're we always have the City's Blessing in this deck. It's a token deck. You have City's Blessing probably on like turn four or five. Um, that you're just you're gonna pay you know four and a red, and you're gonna get four of these one ones that just stick around, and and they're just triggering Winota for the rest of the game. It's great. It's great. Um, this okay. next category you have titled <laughs> Total Madness. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have titled this next segment Total Madness because of what I experienced playing. And I've played with these cards before. You know, need I remind you, I have fully played with all of these cards before, except I never considered them to be Total Madness until now. So let me tell you what is Total Madness. is playing Winota and getting a couple of gold knight commander triggers uh gold knight commander is a three three and a white for a human cleric soldier 
So we're going to hit that with Wynota, uh, if, if it's one of the six on the top. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, creatures, creatures you control, get plus one, plus one until end of turn. So, and and I'm going to also talk about Cathar's Crusade because it's like the sort of, in this deck, honestly, arguable whether or not it's better. Uh, usually it's easily, Cathar's Crusade is easily better than, than Gold Knight Commander, but in this deck it's a, it's different. Uh, but Cathar's Crusade basically does the same thing, except it puts plus one, plus one counters on each creature you control whenever something enters. So again, it, it, incredible, like, you know. But the reason why Gold Knight Commander is arguably better in this deck is because this, you get this with Winona Trigger. So let's, so if we attack with a four soldiers, okay, we, we, we start turning things. And if Gold Knight Commander is in that first two, uh, you can have Gold Knight Commander come out, and then the next human that comes out probably puts down a token or two. So that's going to be uh, plus one, plus two. L like, let's say conservatively, you put out two, like it gets a, you got a human in it and a token from it. That's a plus two, plus two for your whole team. The next, the third turn, let's say, again, let's say that's just two. That's a plus, plus, <laughs> plus three, plus three, plus four, plus four. That it's going to, like, you're going to be adding, you're going to get plus six, plus six often in this scenario that I've, I've laid out because you flipped over a gold knight commander and because it's a human, we're getting it for free. It's just like, it's so quick. It happens out of nowhere. The first, the first two games I played in playtesting were disasters and it was awful. Uh, I did, I got mana screwed and all this stuff, but the first game where I was actually able to play, I, I flipped a gold knight commander off of like a big attack. Like I was talking about, like I attacked with like five soldiers or whatever tokens. And I, uh, I took my opponent from like 38 life down to like two. Uh, and I was like, what? <laughs> I just was not expecting it. And obviously neither were they because they just didn't, they didn't have blockers. And like, that's going to happen in real life too, right? The first time people learn their lessons after a while, but Gold Knight Commander can just come out unexpectedly like that. And, and just, just it's total madness. Uh, and like total I said, madness. Cathar's Crusade is also really great. If you ever get them both out, it's just overkill. Uh, and one card that works really well with both of these is Secure the Waste. And Secure the Waste is also total madness in this deck. It's X and a white <clears throat> to, for an instant that says put X 1-1 one, one white warrior creature tokens onto the battlefield. So the big move that you can do with this one is obviously on the person to your right's end step. You drop Secure the Waste. You put out five or six tokens or even more. And then you just swing with them, and then it's just it's pro they're probably dead, honestly, from that. That that will probably kill someone uh, because of wow. again all those triggers. And if you hit a gold knight commander or something similar, or something that's just any kind of anthem that's just hitting all your creatures, it's just it's over. Um, what a fun! What a fun! I love doing this in Commander. It's like <laughs> yeah, flip a bunch. Of, it's like playing slot machines. This is, is probably why like slot machines are addicting because yeah. it's so fun to pull the lever. There's also the like possibility of attacking with some things having something like gold knight commander out and for some reason like maybe they're all humans and you didn't get any triggers well guess what you secure the waste for three or four and that might be enough to also take someone down it's instant speed it's you know we've talked about this card a lot on the show whenever we're making token decks and there's no surprise with that it comes up again and is probably one of the best cards of the deck yeah total madness and trust total me, madness. when you're dealing with a, a program like Forge or anything where you're dealing with triggers, it looks like total madness, too, because it's just a million triggers. Ooh. Yeah. I am going to import this deck list into Forge and play with it a bit. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, so let's talk about some of the human synergies, because we, we're we not simply just running um, 
all token making and stuff like that. We do have a couple of little human synergies because that's what a lot of what the deck does also. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you take these ones here? Okay, yeah. So we've got a great enchantment, Radiant Destiny. Uh, this is two and a white. It's an enchantment, and you have it gives you a send. So if you have the city's blessing, uh, if you have ten or more permanents. So as it comes in, you choose a creature type. We're probably going to choose humans. Creatures you control of the chosen type get plus one, plus one. As long as you have the city's blessing, they also have vigilance. So, I mean, plus one, plus one to all humans, fine. But vigilance as well is something pretty big. Yeah. As you said, we always have the city's blessing, so that's awesome. You're gonna awesome. you're gonna want to be attacking a lot with this deck. So the fact that you can get vigilance on your humans, or also alternatively, like I said, soldiers is often a good pick for this uh, for this thing. Yeah. And, and it's it's actually kind of nice that it's you know you get to choose because you get to uh, choose whether or not your soldiers get them, like your tokens do, or the actual humans do. So uh, radiant destiny is really good. And I think it's especially neat that like. The creatures that come in with Winota have Indestructible, and they probably bring some tokens with them. Um, and we don't want to chump with the tokens because we want them for triggers. But the dumb human that brought two tokens with, like, I'm done with you. That's the yeah. one I want to chump with. Yeah. So, like, I'm happy to give that one vigilance and just go in and just be like, fine, I'll, I'll, another turn I'll just, like, uh, bring it back. It's true. Uh, that's the one that I plan on chumping with. You've also got Shared Animosity in here. Uh, recently reprinted in Commander 2020. Thank you. Wizards, thanks. Wizards, thanks. Two and a red enchantment. Whenever a creature you control attacks, it gets plus one, plus oh, until end of turn for each other creature that shares a creature type with it. So, yeah, humans or soldiers, depending on what you're attacking with, however many things you have, this is a great choice. And we'll just drop this before you attack, and it's done, right? Like... It's done. You, you don't even have to name it. This just automatically does it. So, so yeah. a lot of times, so you get a lot of things like this makes math tough because you also are going to have a lot of humans. You're going to have a lot of soldiers. You're going to have even some human soldiers. You're going to have you're going to have a bunch of knights also. So like it gets really messy with <laughs> this human soldier is pumped by ten creatures. Yeah, but this soldier is pumped by eight creatures. So all <laughs> my soldiers get plus eight plus twelve. All my human soldiers get plus ten plus twelve. That's what it is. Ugh. That's what happens. And it's just like well, the, the it all equals to your debt. Yeah. Simple. Simple as yeah. that. Uh, and of course, Sanctuary Lockdown, two and a white enchantment. Humans get plus one, plus one that you control. Two, tap two untapped humans you control. Tap target creature and opponent controls. Great. If there's one thing ready to block, not anymore. Exactly. Uh, get down some key blockers just so you can get those early attacks in. This is really helpful for. Or maybe late game, maybe it, it you know it's not coming together for you. There's been some board wipes or something like that. Uh, you can use this defensively if you need to. So it, it's got yeah. enough versatility that I'm that I'm happy to include this card in the deck. Yeah. Um, those are some cool human synergies. Of course, you know we're Boros. We need to be able to attack, right? We got to be able to attack without worrying too much about what's happening on our opponent's side of the board. So Eroas is a must include. We always, you know, you, you have to include it in these types of things. Two red white. It's a legendary god. It has indestructible. It's got all the uh, the devotion text. So seven, or it's not a creature. Creatures you control have menace. Very, very helpful. Uh, and prevent all damage that would be dealt to attacking creatures you control. So not only can they not even block most of them, it doesn't even matter. Uh, Eros is great. Dolmen Gate's also uh, uh, one we're happy to see recently reprinted, and we've included it a couple of times now. It's a two-mana artifact that says prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to attacking creatures you control. Let's just swing freely with those non, um, 
those non-humans and, and allows our board to just keep building and keep building. There are times when you don't have any of these things out and you're just you're still swinging with those tokens, though, because you're just going to keep regenerating them, keep remaking them. And it is worth it to do that. Uh, but these just these are the things that are going to put you over the top and let you keep building. Audric's amazing. Audric, master tactician. Yes! yes! Two white white for the legendary human soldier. Three, four, first strike. Whenever Audric attacks and you attack with at least three other creatures, you choose which creatures block this combat and how those creatures block. You'd never choose to make them block ever. I've never seen anyone choose that, okay, you will block this. No, never. It's always never. you choose not to block. Uh, it's always you know, the thing that happens. You know, my quarantine beard is coloring itself a lot it, like Audric. It is. Yeah, you do a very good Audric impression <laughs> now. Uh, and I think uh, probably our our favorite version of this card is Loyal Unicorn. Mm -hmm. uh, three and a white, Vigilance. It has Lieutenant, so you need to have your commander out there, but you really want Winota out in this deck no matter what's going on. Uh, three, four. Uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control your commander, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to creatures you control this turn. Other creatures you control gain Vigilance until end of turn. So everything has Vigilance. Everything goes. Nothing dies. And then you're ready for the you're better for defense. Loyal Unicorn is really solid. That vigilance is so helpful. Love this card. The fact that it's still a quarter baffles me. It, um, it's because it's the best in Boros decks, and no one wants to play Boros decks. Yeah, um, I guess so. You know what I forget most about this card is that it has Lieutenant. <laughs> yeah, we've had games I think where people are just we're just using our loyal unicorns like normal and then you look down and you're like oh actually i haven't had my commander for like two turns <laughs> <laughs> sorry about this everyone i've been cheating it's happened to, it's happened a couple times not just to me the other people as well so yeah keep that in mind it, it does have it does have lieutenant very important we got a little bit of defense in the deck just in case mm -hmm. uh in the form of baird stewart steward of Ar argive yeah uh a, a commander's brew preview card if i'm not That's mistaken right. from the dominaria two white white legendary human soldier two four with vigilance uh and it's mini propaganda creatures can't attack you or planeswalkers you control unless they pay one for each of those creatures and we've also got basandra basandra seraph uh three white and red for a four four angel with flying nobody gets to cast spells during combat and then you can pay red that target creature attacks this turn if able so that's a convenient way to like you can make opponents key blockers have to attack if they're not defenders or have weird activated abilities or something just to make them make sure they're tapped down so they can't defend but the fact that no one can cast any spells during combat you included but at least this way no one can surprise you no one can fog no one can like they it's all above the table yeah, that's the that's one of the main things Boros decks, attacking decks, I should say, have to worry about is, you know, there's some decks in your meta that are going to run weird stuff that, like, not just fogs, but, like, redirects damage and all that kind of stuff, right? Oh, yeah, settle about the wreckage. Old, we love that kind of, we love those kind of cards. Um, but, yeah, Bissandra's just going to help a little bit. Plus, it's like it's a non-human that can get out there and start swinging. And, like I like you said, like we like that red ability of making things um, attack. Uh in fact, we run Fumiko in this deck, too, just to make sure that people have shields down. And a lot of yeah. times we'll have the chump blockers for it. Um, and and they are going to really not like it when we attack them. So No. This deck is fast. It feels good, it feels good to attack. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's, it's, uh, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, you're going to get multiple yeah. triggers off of Winota right away, usually, uh, with this one. Right Nota. Right Nota. Well, uh, right yeah. Right Nota. So, so um, we did have a pretty interesting surprise slash discovery for this deck. Um, it is response 
and resurgence. So response is uh, is um, uh, two hybrid Boros for an instant. Uh, it deals five damage to target attacking or blocking creature. That's fine. That's not really what it's there for. We're really interested in resurgence. Three red white. It's a sorcery. It says creatures you control gain first strike and vigilance until end of turn. And after this main phase, there's an additional combat phase followed by an additional main phase. So, wow. You know these these types of effects are are somewhat expensive sometimes and the fact that we get this hybrid boros version of it for much cheaper uh than you would you know this deck sorry this card is like what a a gumball yeah 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 it's like a quarter it's a quarter that's incredible like this is a this is a even on a on a single use like a sorcery like this is something you usually are are looking are probably gonna have to pay more for so it's just nice to always find another another source of this ability too because you know, there's not a ton of them, right? And the ones that are, like I said, are on enchantments and they're, they're expensive. So Resurgence, nice ability. It's just going to, like, you're going to kill someone with, if you cast Resurgence. You're going to yeah. have a full board by that second attack, and it's going to be over. Yeah. Uh, very, very good ability. Although we didn't load up on that ability in this deck. It's certainly something you could do. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a nice one to have. Uh, well, uh, we have talked about these surprise discoveries. It's time for the budget report. This is where we take all the cards, and if they, if you're a human card, great, you're welcome here. And if you're not a human card, we don't want you here, but we do <laughs> but though. But we do we're though. Gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, this one, uh, at first, I included a couple of those, the new commander, um, the new commander cards that are white that deal with lands. Uh, there's a there's a bird. What's the name of it? You Ooh, just, I forgot. Cartographer's Hawk. That's the one. Cartographer's Hawk. We also had uh, another one. Those cards are expensive right now, but these commander decks are not out yet, right? We're still waiting to get those in our hands, and obviously, because of the pandemic, no one's, you know, when they do, who knows how long it will take to see prices be affected and stuff like that, so it's really up in the air. So right now, a lot of those cards are, like, way more expensive than it seems like they should be. Um, sure. So we don't know. It's all, it's all based on pre-orders right now, and, like, you know, you can never tell with that kind of stuff. So I actually ended up cutting them because it makes the deck way more expensive. Um, but right now, our most expensive card, you know, oh sorry, uh, the the you can find you can get the for right now for low on TCG for eighty two, and the market they didn't actually have a market. Like, and I think it's because of, there's some C twenty stuff going on here. Uh, but on some other sources, I found it, the, it looks to be around one hundred twenty bucks. Uh, mm. So not terrible. Um, and especially when we're talking about that, the most expensive card is Winota right now. Wow. Coming in at around $10. Standard. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Standard is, is doing some stuff with Winota. And she it makes sense. Like, she's a powerful ability, right? Um, so, you know, usually we don't talk too much about it when the commander is expensive. But it's it's, it's interesting to point out that, that she does cost this much as a Boros commander. And, I, you know, she's a lot of fun to build around. So, yeah, maybe snap this one up. Either, you know, if you if you don't want it right away, maybe this is going to fall out of standard at some point and maybe wait if you don't want to spend the 10 bucks. Um, anyways, uh, uh, this next card is, is one of the ones I was talking about from the from the C20 decks. Yeah, this is Verge Rangers, two and a white for a human scout, three, three with first strike. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. And as long as an opponent controls more lands than you, you can play lands off the top of your library. That's incredible. That's like, that's like 
card draw as well so it's mm -hmm. like like it's not ramp because you don't get to play extra lands but you get to play them from the top instead of from your hand so you preserve a card in your hand as well as you get rid of a land off the top of the deck so now you're drawing more gas and then you start using those lands from your hand no wonder this card is like almost 10 bucks it's like nine bucks yeah and it's like a minor minor upside with my and that like if you you burn that land off the top you know, you're more likely to hit the next human card in your deck, right? Sure. Um, although that's, it's rarely a problem. Like, I think you, you'll rarely whiff with this deck. Like, six cards is enough that you six can usually find a one. Lot. Yeah. You will still whiff once in a while, but like I said, like, mostly, most of the times you're not going to. And finally, Erois, getting back mm. up around seven, 750. We're looking yeah. at now, it's like, this card's creeping back up. It gets reprinted sort of, you know, fairly often uh, that we've seen so far i think it's been re reprinted once or twice um so how is this so expensive yeah. but little unicorn so cheap I, it's got to be the fact that it is itself a legendary and it's a god it's people not a it's, it's lieutenant yeah. it's got yeah it's got that mythic like people just love mythics and rightfully so sure. you know there's a lot of a lot of powerful stuff going on here okay. gives the creatures menace it's a, it itself is a seven four that's I mean, nice. I'll buy that it's more, but it just seems a little bit like Loyal Unicorn is only a gumball. You kidding me? Like, yeah, it's arguably better. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you have to have the commander. I guess that's the major knock against that. Yeah. But, you know, it's a great card, and, you know, hopefully we all pick these up when they were down like two, three dollars, whatever they were. Hopefully. That wasn't that long ago. Uh, yeah, so there you go. I mean, you can. You can shave some money off, like like Verge Rangers, Iroas. I mean, that's almost twenty dollars right there. Yeah. Uh, to shave off the price of the deck, and obviously, my note is the commander, so we're not looking there. But, but there's some there's if you look at the deck list, uh, check it out on TCG Player. That's where all of our deck lists are these days. Um, you, you'll you'll be able to find ways to 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 make this work for your budget. No no question about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about our favorite cards. Okay. Uh, I'll mention that i love in this deck molten echoes again another c20 card c20's got a lot of stuff for us here molten echoes is two red red for an enchantment uh, as it enters the battlefield you choose a creature type and for this one you are going to want to choose humans because it yeah. also because it also says whenever a non-token creature of the chosen type enters the battlefield under your control create a token that's a copy of that creature that token gains haste exile it at the beginning of the next end step so like, so on the Winota triggers, when the humans just pop out and gain indestructible and all that, you're going to get copies of those creatures. Now, obviously, they they won't be attacking, but you're still going to get their abilities, which are going to make more tokens. And then on top of the fact that, like, also, you will get, when you cast a human, because you're still going to be casting cards from your hand, when you cast one of the humans, you're going to get another one. And if that makes tokens, there's even more, like, Molten Echoes should be under the category of pure madness or whatever it was because it total is also madness. total madness it is so good you have to yeah. exile them at the beginning of the next end step but one um one thing we didn't totally highlight here is that there are a couple of sack outlets in this deck uh that allow us to shoot a little damage around and molten echoes works really well with that because you can sacrifice them before that uh that exile trigger happens very nice yeah love this card nice uh my favorite card is tectonic reformation reformation yeah. one in a red enchantment 
Each land card in your hand has cycling for a red, and it itself has cycling of two. I love this card. Uh, I love lands with cycling on it because it truly sucks later in the game when you're just like, ooh, the game's getting good. We're in like the act three of the game where like everything's important and it's like here we go here's my draw land crap it's like okay you know what i'm probably done with this mind stone i'll uh i'll sack it see if i can get another card of there another land this sucks uh why not just be like being like cool end of your turn like it, well, once you know it's like i'm good with eight lands uh and at the end of everyone's turn i'm just cycling them away for red just moving them through i love it i love this card yeah, this is this is great. This card's uh, like I don't know auto include in any red deck these days. I would I would think it. Th there's too many auto includes now, where like <laughs> some of them aren't. Just there's not room for all of them. But yes, I want to include this one in all my red decks. It's a great card, and it works yeah. really well. It gives Boros the card draw that it needs. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Uh, get you know, and I know it's it's kind of this weird thing where like Boros needs what ramp and card draw. You know, playing lands for hand is a ramp, but like land drops are important. Uh, but so that's why this really comes in in the late game. Like if you get this card in your opening hand, like are you just cycling it? Probably, right? Ooh, it's tough though because Boros well, really needs it late in the game though. Well, it's so early in the game in this deck. I'm probably casting creatures to make tokens. Yes, because as soon as I get to four, I'm casting Winota. Mm -hmm. uh, and getting a ton of triggers and getting this thing rolling after that. So like, maybe I didn't have time to cycle it before. Yeah, that's, that's a possibility. Um, and I would think that you would still want a lot of lands because you, I mean, eventually, because you are still going to want to, if why no one ever gets dealt with, you need to be able to recast her, but it's tough. It's tough to say, you know, you, I, I think a lot of the time you're just going to play the reformation and, and be happy about it basically because it just yeah. gives you a little bit of like security in, the, in that knowing that you can't flood out in the late game yeah yeah so anyways it's a great card uh, needless to say uh very very good and uh, gets an excellent choice for your favorite card Ooh. and that is it fun that deck, is winota and it's you know it it's it is a fun deck you know they've been i i you know lately been very happy with the commanders that we're seeing you know whether it's the all the weird mutate ones that are even really fun to play with and 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 the humans that they've made have great abilities on them i'm i'm loving it man i'm yeah I, i'm loving icori i'm loving the c20 stuff uh yeah it's a good time to be a commander player i think truly truly um well thanks so much for watching everyone uh if you're uh checking us out on youtube or whether you're listening you know uh, on on your favorite podcast app you can always go and check out tcg player if you're looking for these deck lists uh, the, um, our affiliate link is in the, uh, show notes of the audio show. It's just below the video on YouTube. If you want to check that out, um, click through there, see the deck list. If you're going to buy any of the cards, great. If you're going to buy other cards, still use it because it'll still help out the show that way. Um, and if you're in Canada, obviously check out wizard tower, wizardtower.com, and you can use our coupon code and get a, um, get a slice off, uh, ordering those singles in Canada. Thanks, everyone, for watching. This is a fun one. We're loving the new stuff. Uh, leave a comment. Hit subscribe if you're on YouTube. Again, we're trying to get that 10K subscribes on YouTube. It's, it'd be really helpful. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG Player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.